Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Okay, say yeah, Dave. Whatever. Whatever, Dave. It's the Whatever Dave Radio Network. Wherever fine podcasts are ignored. We're on the penalty kill tonight, Dave. Mike, is it just you and I today? It's just you and I. As you can tell, uh, it's uh, season change sinus season. So as you can tell, my voice is gone. Maybe I should uh, do the song in my the show in my NPR voice tonight Yeah, to save it. Yeah, maybe uh, this will be an abbreviated show so you don't strain yourself. <laughs> nah, balls to the wall, man. If anything, you're just going to hear my voice. Uh, you're just going to hear my voice uh, crack like that uh, Peter Brady puberty episode. Remember? You're very dedicated. It's time yes. to, well, it's it's a compulsion. Last week, I didn't do the show. We didn't do the show. And I'm like, we can't do two weeks in a row. We cannot do two weeks in a row. Because yeah. then two weeks becomes three weeks and this thing slowly dies. I've seen it happen before. Right. Um, uh, I appreciate and um, am very impressed by the um, amount of... Uh, Stamina that you have with oh. your bad voice. Ooh, ooh thank you. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, I might last longer than my voice. We'll see how it goes. But Dave, it's been a very big week for my demographic. Uh, first, the big news is that Blink One Eighty Two is not only reunited, but uh, Mark Hoppus, the, uh, the 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 bass player uh, slash co lead singer, he beat cancer, so he's well enough to uh, go out on the road and Tom. Delange, the guy with the, you know, the no, 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 that guy, he has rejoined the band. And so they are going to uh, reunite and go on a world tour. And I was uh, very excited to get tickets, Dave, and I'm still going to try to be at my computer at 10 o'clock on, on Monday to get tickets. But uh, I'm looking at these pre-sale prices on Ticketmaster, and my excitement has been dashed. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I saw your post about it, and I'm like... Uh, I think all you put was like Tom's back or yeah. something like that, and I was like, "What's he talking about?" Right. So, uh, doing some thorough research, um, I then uh, found out about the reunion of Blink One Eighty Two. Read this whole big article about him coming back, and then the other guy, um, Matt Skiba. Uh, yeah, and then uh, also um, what's his face? Who uh, Travis? Travis who survived the plane crash? Yep. Married to Chloe Carda- uh, Courtney Kardashian, right? Courtney, yes. Courtney, and now he he has overcome that. He went on a plane ride for the first time in 14 years. I, I kind of went down the, the Blink-182 wormhole, if you will, based just off of your post that just said yeah. that you were so excited that Tom was back. Yeah, you know what? I wasn't necessarily excited that Tom was back. I'm more excited that Mark is healthy enough to uh, play because uh, when he revealed his cancer diagnosis, you, you, you weren't sure if you would see him play yeah. ever again. And uh the, the short story of Blink-182, back in the early 2000s, uh, there's some tension in the group, obviously. Uh, Mark wanted to go one direction. Tom wanted to go the other direction. Uh, Tom started his own band with Travis called Boxcar Racer, and then he went to Angels and Airwaves. And then uh, about, and, and they kind of kept it together. They, they, they broke up and got back together. And then 2015, Tom left the band. Matt Skiba lead singer and guitarist from Alkaline Trio joined the band and now he's out and a lot of people are like oh well myself included I'm like okay they just throw Matt Skiba out but you know I did some research myself and he said in a 2019 interview that 
that uh, he kind of knew this was temporary. He would say to, say to Mark, you know, Tom's got to come back eventually. And then today Tom wrote a very uh, nice letter to Matt Skiba about um, keeping the band together while Tom was out chasing aliens because he got very uh, into aliens and conspiracy theories. And uh, so everything seems all hunky-dory until you go buy concert tickets. Now, this is at LCA they're coming? It's at LCA. How much How much are, like, is the cheapest ticket? Well, right now on Ticket Bastard, the cheapest ticket, and th- this is left over from the pre-sale. They're going to release more to the general public. The cheapest pre-sale ticket is $349. Really? Um, which is $100 more than this When We Were Young Fest that was also announced yesterday because... Blink-182 and Green Day are are co-headlining it in 2023, and there's a, a ton of bands from, like and I where's said, that going to be at? That's in Vegas. Ooh. So, like, this is a, this is like a Warp Tour revival one day only, Offspring, Good Charlotte, 32nd of Mars, huge, huge bands, and tickets to this are $250. So, now, really, if you bought tickets to this, um, you would save $100, but I did hear that they did have some $69 nosebleed tickets available which is a little steep and it's very not punk but i might have to now, bite the bullet and try for the 69 we do have an fm sister station here that maybe you can somehow work some magic to get some uh, some to get some tickets to this maybe maybe but that's that's not guaranteed i'd no. rather have yeah a ticket in hand i uh, get it because i mean i i I took my brother to Green Day uh, at the the last time they played Joe Louis Arena, and I had tickets, and then the FM station had tickets, so I bought those tickets, which were better, and sold my other ones on StubHub. So maybe I'll do that, but I would like to have some yeah, tickets in hand. But I, I don't know, Dave, how much... I, I don't. I should know this about you. I've known you long enough. I don't know who your favorite band is, favorite bands are. Mm-hmm. How much would you be willing to see them play? You know, I uh, really wanted. So I did see Billy Joel mm-hmm. when he was here recently, uh, but that was for free. Um, I wanted uh, Elton John, but then again, both of those were like post. Those are like p- pandemic ones that had gotten postponed. Right. I think the last time I spent money was. When uh, Guns N' Roses got back together at Ford Field, and I think we paid $65, maybe? I think I might go upwards of $110, but that's it. That's yeah. it. I mean, I don't, I, I don't have boomer money here. You know, like, uh, like uh, when the Eagles, you know, come to town, it's like two hundred dollars. Right. I would. I, um, I'm not in that tax bracket. You yet. know, like I'll spend, like I'll spend it. I'll spend stupid money to go, you know, travel to watch the Denver Broncos play. That's yeah. And that uh, better and and, with, and, and the way they've been playing lately, even that seems a little insane these days. But um, you know, as far as bands are concerned. Um, not a huge concert guy, yeah. so it's. Uh, I guess probably I'm probably the wrong person to uh, to ask about uh, how much I would be willing to spend to go see a, a favorite a band of mine. Yeah, and, and obviously, you know, the, nostalgia is an emotion, and people are willing to pay more money for sure. for emotions. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, it, it's a little disappointing that uh, tickets are that expensive. Well, so. I think we need to uh, we need to work to, uh, to to hook you up with some tickets uh, to uh, to go see Blink One Eighty Two. If you know people, let me know. Yeah. My wife would love to go too. All right, Dave, let's right. get into your stack of stuff. Uh, first story we got tonight, uh, both you and I found this story, uh, actually, and um, 
It's about the uh, the new iPhone 14. Ah, yes. And uh, the new uh, the new line of the Apple watches. So these models they feature this crash detection, which can recognize when you've been in a serious car crash, and an alert emergency authorities, uh, you know, or any important contacts you might have. So there was a Wall Street Journal report that came out, and uh, it says the feature doesn't always work as intended. And the example they gave was a woman was carrying an iPhone 14 Pro while riding a roller coaster at an amusement park in Cincinnati. Yeah, Kings Island. And when she checked her phone after the ride, she noticed several missed calls and voice messages from an emergency dispatcher. And I actually, I actually think this is a pretty good feature. However, uh, it sounds like there's some glitches that need to be yeah. worked out. I mean, could you imagine being a 911 operator? Right. And you get a call. I, I mean, think of what it would sound like with a bunch of people on, on a roller coaster screaming. So you're a 911 yeah. operator. You answer the call. All you hear is a bunch of people screaming, and nobody's answering you where the, the uh, emergency is. Yeah, and so Apple could not be reached immediately for a comment, but in a statement to the journal, they said that the feature offers peace of mind and the developers would keep improving it. So I think over time, it will get improved. And like with any new technology that comes out, you have these glitches. But um, this is not the first time that the health feature has caused an issue. According to this article, uh, back in 2020, the Apple Watch you, that they used to measure the heart rate. Remember when the heart rate came out? Oh yeah, to measure. So the uh, Fitbit, yeah, the the alter, the the fibrillation of the heart, you know, the arterial fibrillation. Um, so apparently, it was falsely sending people to emergency rooms. Apparently, the, uh, there were 264 people that were sent that went to the ER because the watch said they were having the uh, the fibrillation. So it's like the watch told them to go to the Correct. emergency room, or did it send an Ambulance. It, it, it said, "It said you go need to, to ER. go to the ER. Right. Your, your heart is in distress." But only thirty received a clinically actionable cardiovascular diagnosis of interest. I like how that's worded. I, I mean, after visiting the doctor, but again, new technology. Um, I still uh, applaud Apple. I, I mean, look, I'm know. not. I'm not crazy about nine one one resources being tied up for something that's not an emergency. But I think if they can work out the bugs, it's a worthwhile feature. Right. All right, Dave, I'm going to say this gingerly because, as you can s tell, I sound like uh, absolute horse crap. But yes. Next topic. Yes. And so. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Go, I, go ahead. Yes. Uh, uh, speaking of horse crap. Yeah. Great news yesterday. Alex Jones in his civil lawsuit brought to him by the parents of, yeah. of the Sandy Hook victims. Um he is going to be forced to pay, and there's no way he's going to be able to pay this. What, what this will do is they'll put him out of business. Um, he says no. Well, so he's he's uh, the parents of the Sandy Hook victims were awarded like nine hundred million dollars from from Alex Jones, and um, and Alex Jones is essentially losing everything. But it right. pales in comparison to what these parents lost. These parents right. who he got rich off of telling lies about. He got rich off of re-victimizing them. Uh, he got rich and his acolytes would harass these people who lost their children in this tragic accident. They, they would get death threats. So, yeah, $900 million is a lot, but it pales in comparison to the people he victimized. And, and 
you know, I was talking with someone and they said, well, monetary damages are, are, are too light. I'm like, I, I agree. Uh, this guy is a serial First Amendment abuser. Um, but I think what it will do is put him out of business. Now, obviously, you know, Dave, we're doing this. You know, it, it, it costs, what, like $40 for a webcam and like $100 right. for a mixer. So he'll probably do something like this. However, he won't have the resources to reach as big big of an audience. But what he could do is he plays uh, is play this hero martyr thing where like, oh, they're, they're, they're trying to silence me, so I'll make sure you listen, and we're really going to stick it to him. But uh, there's not many people I, I wish bodily harm on, but this guy is just disgusting and... Uh, the penalty should be double, and it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. You know, uh, he said that uh, he was going to appeal it, obviously, and he said that uh, his uh, company um, was going to still stay in business. I would assume he's got some uh, high-priced attorneys that he's fi- obviously filing uh, bankruptcy protection for you know for something like this. So, well, hopefully, nothing else. Maybe the legal so, battle will right. keep him so bankrupt. We'll see, but you know, um, it's not like they can't go after him civilly too so right uh and then on the other uh, on the other uh end of the coin here today this was a shocking verdict to me um the shooter in the parkland texas school shoot i'm sorry parkland florida school shooting uh i'm not gonna say his name i i I don't learn these people's names because i i agree with the narrative once it's once it's once it's already reported as public record then you don't have to put their name out there but uh this guy uh, went to uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, High School back. It was Valentine's 2018, which is, I'm, I'm guessing this guy was a major incel. Uh, killed 17 people, and he in Florida, who is very death penalty happy, at least I, I always thought Florida was big on the death penalty, they gave the kid life in prison. Yeah, and uh, the parents uh, were just in shock. Um, I don't think that they felt that justice was done. Absolutely not. Uh, for um, life in prison. What is he? He's 17, 18 years old? He's 24 now. Right. So, obviously, no parole, life in prison. Um, and they probably, all the parents were probably just like, you know, and I, and I can't blame them. I can't blame them for thinking that this was uh, not what they wanted and justice was not served. Now, I, I mean,. There are some people out there who talk about prison justice, and usually um, sex offenders and people who hurt kids usually have the roughest go in prison. So, I mean, things aren't going to be um, I think I great saw for this his, guy. I think but, I saw that his mom said that she hoped that the, the system would take care of her son. Uh, I, I don't know if that's going to happen, though. I mean, look, here's the thing. I, there, there, there are some people who don't deserve a second chance. 100%. Yeah, you know, uh, to me, the criminal justice system serves one of two purposes. A, to rehabilitate someone and make them, uh, give them a second chance and um, help them rejoin society. Or B, keep dangerous people off the street so they can't hurt people. Right. Obviously, this guy falls into the second category. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not a big, I'm not a big, you know, not with my tax dollars guy. But, uh, uh, I mean, at this point, you kill 17 people, you're not a human being. You're, you're a carbon-based life form sucking up the state's resources. I would agree. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know the logic be, be behind a life sentence unless, you know, you think he's going to suffer more. 
uh, behind bars his whole life. And I guess that depends on what you believe about the afterlife already. Right. If you're religious, you said, all right, send him to hell where he belongs sure. faster than normal. Right. Uh, but, you know, if you're if you're not religious, then maybe you think that life in prison's a worse uh, is a worse uh, punishment because uh, the death penalty is is a way out. But I'm not so sure if I know if life in prison is worse than than death, or which, I'm not sure I know which one is worse. Yeah, but I think you're right, Dave. To me, everything I've heard from the parents is they're all is they're all devastated. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Next topic. Uh, interesting story here out of Dubai. A, a company called Play.ht, a voice th- synthesis company has published a fictional podcast, and this is just a, uh, a, a test with artificial intelligence, in which comedian Joe Rogan is interviewing Apple's founder, Steve Jobs. So not the real Joe Rogan talking to no. recordings. No. So like, it, remember when no. Weird Al used to do that on right. MTV back in the right. 80s? So the, the, the podcast uses realistic voices digitally cloned from both men, and its first episode in a series called Podcast.ai, a weekly podcast engineered, entirely, gener- entirely generated by artificial intelligence. So what they're doing is they're taking snippets of Rogan's voice and Steve Jobs' voice, and they're digitally putting them into the podcast. So you're not hearing necessarily anything that's new. You're hearing Steve Jobs talk about Google, uh, Microsoft. But it's not pre-planned, right? No. It's like the, 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 the Macintosh computer and the story, and then Joe Rogan asking him questions but, the, but it's not actually, they're having a discussion, but it's just cleverly placed parts of each of the voices done. Although Joe Rogan's podcast was out two years before Steve Jobs passed away, Jobs was never on Joe Rogan's podcast. Well, he probably, I mean, uh, Joe Rogan probably wasn't the juggernaut, you know, top podcast, uh, right. legitimate uh, media outlet that he is now in those first two years. Right. If you're Joe Rogan, though, are you like, what the hell? I'm still alive. Let, right. let me talk to the artificial intelligence. Right. So the, the company is also taking suggestions for future episode ideas and popular choices for these uh, artificially intelligence-generated interviews include Elon Musk interviewing Nikolai Tesla, uh, Kanye West chatting with Bob Marley, and Donald Trump interviewing himself. <laughs> so I mean that's kind of interesting. Would, would you listen to any of these? I don't think so. I mean, I would listen for five minutes out of morbid curiosity, but I wouldn't sit there and listen to three hours of Robo Rogan talking to Robo Jobs. Right. You know, I might actually be more interested in hearing uh, real life Joe Rogan. Right. Interview this artificial intelligence. Right. So a number of startups are now promising digital immortality through chatbots. Yeah, and, and, and uh, I wonder, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, you know, are, are people going to do this with, like, their dead loved ones? Right. So you know that recently James Earl Jones, he signed over the rights to his Darth Vader voice uh, to artificial intelligence technology to feature in Disney's Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series. So... And it worked out great. I don't know if you saw Obi Wan, but no, it was but it was but it was awesome. I mean, didn't the Simpsons do that with Phil Hartman and Troy McClure after Phil and they, Hartman and died? They might have. I don't know. But I, you know, I would actually be more interested in hearing AI between two dead people than someone who's already alive. Because, like yeah, I said, right. you, know, you know, Joe Rogan, his art is the interview. And uh, so, give me your ultimate artificial intelligent podcast 
with two people that you'd really want to hear, dead or alive? Um, I'm sure this would change if I got to the spot. If I got to think about this, yeah. But I myself would have always loved to have interviewed Rod Serling from the the, the Twilight Zone. I okay. mean, the Twilight Zone. Okay. Um, it, you know, it's it, it, it's campy and it's in the style of the 1960s TV show, but the writing. And the storylines are, are are still relevant to Now, who would you want Rod Sterling to talk with? Maybe Wes Craven. Oh, that might I like be good. That. Yeah, and like I'm going that. with two dead guys because yeah. I, I don't I I, I, don't I like want that a lot. To, I, I I would listen to an alive person maybe um, interview AI, but if the if the person's alive, I don't want to hear their AI. I want to hear like that. So, okay. What about you, Dave? Before we move on, you know, it, it, that's an interesting question. Um, probably I would like. To hear uh, Wilt Chamberlain, his AI, talking with Ron with, Jeremy because they've banged so many chicks. Uh, uh, maybe Peter uh, North. I would Ron expect, Jeremy's still alive. Uh, um, I, I would. I was going to say Bill Russell. Okay. Here's the other thing. You know, these people who aren't necessarily interviewers, it might be very boring. You know, it might be. I don't know because all they're doing is just taking <laughs> snippets and, and 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 editing them together. Right. So I guess how. How creatively of a, du- a creative done you've job? Uh, I guess how creative the editor is going to be will make it either. So are you or just worse. editing video together, or that, are you like programming it and then? It's what they're going doing to be- is they're taking. Well, in, in Steve Jobs' case, they're taking old snippets of his like uh, you know announcements of Apple products and then and, and interviews that he may have done and then editing them in talking to Joe Rogan. Right. Well, I I mean if it's just them taking sound and editing it together, that's that that's not a big deal, but if like if they're if they have no like pre conceived plan and it's just like two Alexas talking to each other but with a mind of their own, you know, that's 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 uh, to me that would be the story. Yeah. So but it's kind of interesting. And uh, you know, I mean, so many things are being automated. The art of the human conversation, that seemed to be one thing that could never be automated, right. now kind of is. So, you know, eventually we're just going to be, we're just going to be robots. We're just going to be food and drink receptacles. Right. Um, so speaking of spooky stuff, Dave, Fox 2, in conjunction with a website called Ghosts of America, sounds credible, put out... The top ten cities for ghosts in Michigan. I'm, oh. I'm going to give you uh, a, a couple of guesses, but Dave, have you ever had an encounter with a ghost? I have not. I would love to have an encounter with a ghost. Not me. I know you and Rich are against Ew. ghosts, beings, uh, orbs. Because uh, you don't know if it's a ghost or if it's a demon. Yeah, I, even either one. I would love to have a discussion. Uh, with, with, with either <laughs> an AI discussion, yeah, I yeah. would love to have a discussion with a ghost. Or I, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in the psychic world. I don't believe that those uh, little specks that, and pictures that they call orbs. I don't believe right. In, that could just be I, dust. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in any of that stuff. But, I mean, but I, it, but if it were to happen, um, I'm then not. I'm I'm for it. I'm not convinced. But I'm also not going to spend the night in Eloise Asylum either. So Yeah, I would do that. So 100%. when I was in 10th grade, we were doing this uh, project for World Lit, uh, Dante's Inferno. And so we knew of this really creepy, um, really old cemetery on the back, like uh, just off a bike path. And so we um, 
we filmed the scene from Dante's Inferno there. And uh, my buddy was playing, maybe it's the devil, I don't I, I I should remember all these characters, but he's he was the spectral tour guide, and he was wearing this cowboy hat and like this long trench coat. And as we were leaving, my buddy was in front of me, and then out of the corner of my eye, I thought I saw uh, my buddy standing in the opposite corner of the, the cemetery, but he was right in front of me. So that was kind of weird. And then I went downstairs, and we were we were doing this goofy thing where I was pretending to be this monster down there, and I was biting heads off of uh, 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 action figures, and we heard a baby cry. And we had this all on video, and I don't know where it went. And so we went upstairs, because at the time, my buddy had like a three-year-old niece. And so we went upstairs, and we said, uh, you know, is, uh, is niece here? And she goes, no, they haven't been over all day. And so we told his mom, who was a medium, and she goes, damn it, I just cleared this house. You better not have brought anything back. So then really? what we did, really? <laughs> and, and, and this buddy of mine, was he was a very clever trickster. Um, so we thought he was putting us on. Uh, so th- the next few nights, we just kind of kept the uh, we we just kind of kept the uh, camera rolling. He slept in the basement, and we just we just pointed it at the basement. And um, this one night, we're watching, watching, nothing happens, and then across the shot, just a, a bowling ball rose by itself. And then the camera's propped up on a, its dresser, so it makes three moves. And then the third move, it falls down into a drawer, and it's pointed down at the floor of his basement. And it's by those drains, you know? And you could see, you could see on all sides of this little pen cap that was there, this pen cap just started spinning as if somebody flicked it. And then we hear this dragging sound, and this mirror comes across the shot. And we're watching this. We're like, Larry, you're so full of crap, you know. Uh, we're watching for, like, the string and everything. And it goes across the shot, and then it just cuts off. And so, and, and we never figured out if Larry if Larry did it, how he was able to do it. It's, really? Wow. Yeah. So, and, God, we, we showed it to all our friends. One of our friends took it to show his friends. We haven't seen it since, but... Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll send him a message and be like, hey, do you remember that ghost video? Yeah, that's pretty cool. So anyway, uh, I'm digressing a little bit. Uh, Dave, I'm going to let you have a few guesses. Uh, what do you think are some of the uh, top ten cities for ghost sightings here? Well, obviously, obviously Detroit's got to be one because I know they think the Whitney in downtown right. Detroit's haunted. Um, actually, you know what, Dave? I guess this is per capita, so that's going to be... I, I think Detroit Detroit's not on it, which I'm I'm surprised. Okay. Um but yeah, the Whitney, I mean there's you know, a lot of murder right. and going yeah. on. Uh go ahead and give me another guess. Uh Traverse City. No, but that's a good guess with the uh with the the old mental hospital yeah. there. Yeah. Which was uh which is now a delightful um uh collection of outlet stores. Correct. Um right. these are all things I would have guessed. Uh yeah. no, go ahead. Do, do another guess. Um Muskegon. Yes, number two. Yes. Now, why why did you guess Muskegon? Um, I w- we used to travel to Alpena uh, back in the day, and Muskegon's right by Alpena, and we used to hear stories that there was some haunted uh, stuff going on in, in Muskegon. There's I an remember. Old, there I remember from a, when we were a kid. There used to be a, a water park there. I don't know. If yes. Yes. Pleasure Island. So uh, I can't let's see what you that, can't. at the source subject. So every time we went to Alpena, <laughs> okay, with my family. We actually went to Whitehall. 
Actually, it was Whitehall. That was, I have there's no, no idea where that is. But. Okay, so Whitehall. It was Whitehall, not Alpena. Whitehall was really close to Muskegon. So we every year we used to go rent a cabin with my aunt and uncle and uh, their family, uh, this house in Whitehall. And every year we're like, we're going to go to Pleasure Island because they had this great water slide called the Black Hole. Yeah, it went through the... It was, was, it was built into a hill. Yeah. yeah. Tube, okay. And every year it was the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go, we'll go. And then we got there. It was like, you had this beautiful lake. Why do you need to go to a water park? And we never got to go. There was a lake at the water park. We never got to uh, go. It was. I was so bummed as a kid. By the way, I was too. I was too scared to go on that black hole. When what? I was a kid. Come on. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. I, I love me a lazy river. Oh man. All right. All so, right. Um, tied for tenth. Port Huron makes oh, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. A lot yeah. of uh, right, probably yeah. a lot of shipwrecks, a lot yeah. of lighthouses. Sure, Morency, which the only thing I know about that place is is that that, that big story of those kids who went missing from Morency. Right, um, Flint. Okay, makes sense. All right, uh, Taylor. Don't know anything about why Taylor's so scary. No, I, uh, I, I, I mean, I lived out, I've lived down river for about eight years. I haven't heard anything about Taylor. Right. Although I do hear that Zach Baggins, the guy from Ghost Adventures, he got into the paranormal because he lived down river oh, and he had really? a, okay. uh, a, a an encounter with a ghost. But I would think Trenton because Trenton's got an old hospital which is supposed to be right. Menominee. No idea, no clue. Uh, tied for six, Jackson, which makes sense. They had a prison there. Right. Oscoda, know nothing about Oh, God, Oscoda. used to go to Oscoda, too, all the time. Yeah. Okay. yeah. you have any childhood trauma from there? No, Not they just, related? no, uh, you know, um, they, have a, they have a golf course up there, Lakewood Shores, that we go to sometimes. There's an old military base up there that I think is still working. Uh, there's not much to do up there. I only know Oscoda because the kid who grew up behind me... Um, his parents got divorced, and his dad went to Os- moved to Oscoda. So uh, every other weekend, we couldn't play because he was in. There Oscoda. is nothing to do up in Oscoda. Okay, Paris, Michigan. I have no, no idea. idea. About. Um, I think these two should be lumped together: Bay City and Saginaw. They're like yeah. the same thing, correct? Um, but there was this, there there was this whole series. It was on like Amazon Prime about all the haunted places around Saginaw mm-hmm. and Bay City. Number two, Muskegon. And number one, I would not have thought of, but it makes sense, Monroe, because they really? have that battle. They they have uh, the the river raisin battlefield, and okay, you know Gettysburg is is one of the most haunted places in the okay. United States. Yeah. So, there you go, your top ten okay. cities for ghosts. All right, Dave, take right. us home with your last topic. So this one, uh, I thought of you immediately, and I don't quite know why I thought of you when I saw this story, but uh, your boy, Elon Musk. When we're apart, you miss me. You know, that's probably it. He's selling a uh, a new perfume called Burnt Hair. Burnt? Well, I- Coming out with a new perfume called Burnt Hair. While I appreciate the directness, I don't know if I would buy that scent if it does, in fact, smell like burnt hair. Um, apparently, it's going to be $100 a bottle. Okay. It's set to start shipping in the first quarter of 2023. And uh, he launched, a, I guess, a, uh, you know, like a, uh, a test up for it. And apparently, he sold 10,000 bottles and earned a million dollars in just a couple hours Jesus. of this test stuff. Could you imagine being so rich that just like a whim makes right. you a million freaking dollars? Yes. Uh, my my favorite part of this story is that the website description of his latest offering, Burnt Hair, quote, the essence of repugnant desire. 
So does it really smell like burnt hair? I don't know. Or does know. it smell like cologne? That's just its name. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, he's been very successful with everything else he's done from uh, SpaceX to Tesla to his boring company to... Uh, not to buying Twitter yet. I mean, but yeah, but that's, 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 that, that's coming, yeah. you know. But um, I think I'm thinking that uh, if we can get all of the whatever Dave listeners to uh, pitch in, I'm thinking a Christmas uh, <laughs> gift for yourself or maybe Rich. Yeah, give it to Rich. Of, uh, I, you know, I might of, be allergic. Uh, Elon Musk's new one million dollars, uh, his uh, one hundred dollars a bottle. Uh, I'm allergic to hair perfume. I'm allergic to unstable billionaires. So, you know what though? Um, if it does smell like burnt hair. That's not even like the weirdest. That's not even the weirdest celebrity scent. What do you think burnt hair smells like? Even I mean, you can, uh, like, if you walk into like a salon, you can smell it. Yeah. Um. It's not. It's not like terrible, but yeah. it's not not anything I'd want to smell like. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, gasoline is one of my favorite offbeat uh, smells. I'm a big fan of gasoline. Really? Yeah. I don't smoke marijuana or clove cigarettes but i like the smell of them do you maybe it reminds me of like being a kid or something i don't know that's a weird thing to say that is kind of a weird thing to say especially uh, like you're like you're like a kid of the 90s aren't you well like a teenager and like going to like concerts and stuff yeah okay um but but like i said that's not even like the weirdest um celebrity fragrance story. Uh, you remember when Michael Jordan had his own cologne? I do remember that. And the big draw is that there's, that, you know, there, there's there's Michael Jordan sweat right. like mixed in there. Right. And then Gwyneth Paltrow, she came out with a scented candle that was supposed to smell like her lady parts. Yes, I do remember that yeah. too. So, uh, if you, you put it in that context, burnt hair is not all that weird. That's true. Alright, so uh, my voice survived. Uh, not gracefully, but uh, here we are at the end of the show, and I'm still talking. Well, so. hopefully uh, next week we'll have uh, Rich back, and yeah, uh, hopefully get all three your voice will be uh, back into uh, normal form. And, uh, yeah, there you go. All right. I'll uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Uh, uh, shout out to Paul. He was the one person who asked us if there would be a new, new, uh, uh, a new show on tonight because he realized that we didn't do one. And uh, I decided not to use the he's at home washing his tights drop for Rich because I feel like Rich kind of owns that one. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like it'd be disrespectful. Yeah. All right, hopefully we'll all be back next week. Bye.